Crosschoke, a podcast from the Fight Life Ministries, is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support our show, go to tflministries.com. Welcome to Crosschoke, a TFL podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Anderson. Each week, I'm joined by the one and only Dakota Rytan. We have combined experience in MMA, music, ministry, and food. We hope we add value to your day. Now, enjoy the show. Good morning, y'all. <laughs> old hazelnut. <laughs> Can't start my day without old hazel. There you go. How you doing, Zach? <laughs> I'm still waking up, but you know, it's a great day in the mining city. There you go. Welcome to our listeners to Season 2, Episode 17 of Cross Joke, a TFL Ministries podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dakota. I am joined, like always, with the muscular Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Never been called that before, huh? All those, all those push-ups must be paying off. There you go. When I get out of bed, just one, one push-up. And we are also joined by a very special guest, my beautiful wife, Abby. Morning. Good morning. Abby, I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. It's like, this is really fun. It is really fun. I feel like I'm almost like in a counseling session with nah, you guys sitting nah. across from it's me. It's a third wheel situation for sure. That's, yeah. 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 I, if, Zach, there's something we need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> uh, Dakota, what have you been up to lately? Same. Drinking lots of coffee. Oh, waking right. up. Working. Re- working really hard. But... I work uh, in real estate. I'm a property manager, and right now nobody's moving. Tell mm. you what, nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to leave during uh, quarantine. But a bunch of people are moving into Butte. Mm. I think one because it's summertime and a lot of people move here during the summer. But also, I think it ha- it's COVID related too, because a lot of people know that it's like not that serious here. So would you say there's not a lot of housing available at the no, time? No, like mm. none. No. We have we have one vacancy. Oh, how much? Two hundred and fifty units. Yeah. Okay. Well then. So if you want a rental, two twenty property management dot com. Abby. Mhm. How are you? Great. Yeah. 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 Um, tell us a little bit a little bit about yourself. I mean, long story short, uh, Jesus has changed my life, flipped it upside down. Uh, to expand on that a little bit more, um, I'm born and raised in Butte. Um, I just, I've always known Jesus in a personal way since I was like five. Uh, took a little bit of a rocky um, side path when I was in middle school, high school, um, but God just kept calling me back, pulling me back to him. Um Ended up meeting Dakota when we were juniors in high school, and we fell in love, got married out of high school, had a child, and now we're just uh, loving Jesus, working on it, and um, just trying to figure out what God has for us now. That's super cool, because I've only ever heard of the whole story from Dakota's perspective, (laughs) which sometimes isn't accurate. Oh, yeah, definitely. Not Not even a little bit. I would go as far to say it's usually inaccurate. (laughs) Almost completely. Yeah. But that's super exciting. You guys just got a brand new house, which we're in right now. Right, yep. It's a mansion, eight bedrooms, 12 bathrooms. Three swimming pools. Ferrari out back just for the weekends. (laughs) But also doubles as the cross choke studio. 
So right. say a special thank you to you both for allowing Cross Choke to welcome. call this home. You're welcome. So it's super cool. So anyways, thank you for joining us today. I think we'll have kind of a really fun discussion. Also the first lady on the podcast. That's right. Groundbreaking. So, yeah, that's right. We're just making new waves here in the Cross Choke community. Speaking of which, Dakota, you are listening to Cross Choke, a TFL podcast. Please leave us a review on your podcast service of choice and share with your friends. And remember, you can be a part of the show by going to tflministries.com forward slash podcast and submit any questions, comments, or concerns, just like Jake Duran did. He said, if God is so holy and so powerful, how could he die such a shameful death on the cross? Why is he such a bloodthirsty God that desires the shedding of blood so much? Great question. Great question. Do you have any immediate thoughts on this? Yes. That's what makes the God we serve so cool and so relatable and so tangible. Because no other God or religion has the person they serve stepping down to a level of humility like Jesus did. If you want someone to serve, um, you need to first show that same action. Like, I won't follow someone unless I know they're going to do the actions that I'm going to do. Or the actions that they're asking of. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And so, um, when you look at other religions, no other God has a tangible way to do that. And Jesus literally went to the absolute most humility. uh, What? That was a weird way to say that. (laughs) He humbled himself to the the most of his ability possible. And uh, that's the example that we get to follow now. What's that verse where it's like... he? He humbled himself and took the position of a slave, dying a shameful death on the cross. I think I might actually mm-hmm. have it in here. Something like that. Sure. Like he, yeah. It's in there. Okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Abby, do you have any thoughts on that? Just kind of this idea of why would God die such a shameful death, and why is he such a bloodthirsty God? No, I mean, from it's always confused me, kind of, why hmm. he requires that blood sacrifice. Um, but that's not my place to ask why God does the things he does. No, that's good. Um, kind of answering with the question. Yeah, almost. yeah. It's one of those things where I think that I'll never fully understand until I'm able to um, be in heaven and see a more full picture. But um, definitely just the pouring out of his blood is the thing that covers all of my sins. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for it no matter what. Yeah, like when I relate it back to is... Uh... Like, I feel like the Bible really emulates laws of physics and just, like, natural laws of the universe mm-hmm. that we've found out um, as humans. And for every action, there's a reaction. So I look back to that, like, if someone has done something wrong, a sin, there has to be some sort of payment to make it right. And uh, so I know it's weird thinking, like, why is it that way? But... It's kind of cool to me, you know, yeah. like that God made a way. It's a great question. You know, it really is a good question that that all of us kind of would wonder about on some degree, whether you've known Christ for a long time or not. Yeah. And I think that there is this underlying standard of God's holiness in which we fall short of called sin. But the Bible de- de- depicts this payment for that debt as blood, as death, mm-hmm. as some sort of severe payment that would cost everything. Mm-hmm. And so that's like the whole outline of the Bible and what we'll actually talk a little bit about later. But it just seems like there's this underlying issue that God ultimately dealt with himself, being the payment of sin, the ultimate price being paid on our behalf. And so this holy and just God has this awesome standard in which only he can keep and which he paid for on our behalf. So right. I don't know, that would kind of be my take on it i suppose ish thank you jake great question great question episode 18 our next episode will be our season two finale we have uh some details that we'll be sharing throughout the week so be sure to follow us on all social platforms so you don't miss anything as well dakota as your chance to be a part featured in episode 18 and as always a special thank you to our cornermen for supporting cross choke just like our newest corner man, Luis Lopez. Lululemon. <laughs> A special thank you to you. Dakota, do you know what time it is? Balance. Go team. 
Last episode, we continued in our series on balance with our special guest, Bogey Valdez. Um, it was a great episode having him with us. Lots of great content, feedback uh, from the Cross Show community. So mm-hmm. thank you, Bogey, for being with us last week. If you haven't listened um, to our latest episode, you're totally missing out. Yes. Pause this episode, go listen to it, and then come back. <laughs> um, had a really good time last week. And so, yeah. Uh, thanks again, Bogey. Today, what we're going to talk about is our final entry on finding balance. And so we're discussing the balance of the cross. Yeah. And kind of fun plan was there yeah. as well. But balance of the cross. So what do you think of when you think of the cross? Like what comes to mind when you think of it? Necklace. Okay. Jesus piece. Tattoo. Straight from the jeweler. Bumper sticker. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's like that pyramid game. Um, um, lines. <laughs> Football. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, in all seriousness, though, uh, first thing when I hear the term balance of the cross is uh, I try to do a really good job during worship to use songs that don't specifically focus on the cross, if that makes sense. Because I feel like oftentimes uh, churches and worship leaders, Christians in general, can put too much focus on that symbol and it deteriorate, deteriorates away from us focusing on Jesus. Mm. And so um, I've talked, I've spoken even with our worship team before about the balance of focusing on Jesus and the cross because it's important to remember what he did on the cross, but it's not just the cross like yeah i think it could have been any it could have been any shape you know interesting could have been the playstation symbols that he died on i I worship that logo anyway so (laughs) too real yeah sacred symbols uh playstation podcast by colin mariotti that's a good podcast but that's that's what i think of you know the balance of of uh, of that thought, almost what's the true focus of yeah. that symbol? Yeah, because not to throw people under the bus, but I feel like that really happens in the Catholic community. Is people really focus on that only that point of the cross and completely forget the rest of the Bible, the rest of what we're what we're believing in, and especially when they leave Jesus on the cross. Yes, that to, bugs me. Yeah, because he's not there anymore. Right, but they yeah. worship Jesus on the cross, yeah. and which is a significant moment in the grand scheme of the redemption story. Yeah, but he's like he's not there anymore. Yeah, you know, but it is kind of all over spiritualized in such a way as where it takes away from actual, actually what it, the, its purpose is. Yeah, um, it's good. Do you have anything to add to that, Abby? Um, just thinking of the first thought that pops in my head when you think of the cross. Um, I, I'm sure you've seen the cheesy cartoon of like. There's two sides to like a cliff and there's a big canyon in between and the one side is us and the other side is God um, and the thing that bridges the gap is the cross and it makes a way it's that bridge kind of and it's so cheesy and it's so stupid but it's it's always um, reminded me that like that's what like what Jesus did on the cross is the thing that bridges the gap between us and God. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I posted on Facebook asking what people think of when they think of the cross. And about 18 people shared different things like salvation, love, forgiveness, healing, um, eternal life, resurrection, freedom, the conquering of death and sin, all of which are correct and lead to only one conclusion, which no one specifically stated, in which I think really is kind of what we're, what we're all talking about already mm-hmm. is relationship. Mm. You know, the cross symbolizes the, this, this gap between yeah. us and God and this relationship that he desires. You know, just a few simple verses uh, that describe this second Corinthians five twelve. for God made Christ who never sinned to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ, which kind of comes back to Jake's question in, in why is there so much, blood you know mm-hmm. this is just this like filthy uh gruesome imagery you know from this idea of sin and that's what jesus literally it, i believe it's called this great exchange and people may remember we've talked yeah. about that in the podcast before uh, but then another verse is romans six twenty three, very popular verse uh the wages of sin is death but the free gift of god is eternal life through christ jesus our lord mm-hmm. so what i think of is the cross 
is the ultimate symbol of intimacy. Mm. And it shows how far God is willing to go yeah. to love. Mm-hmm. Now, um, with that idea, here's kind of what I wanted to talk about a little bit. Is You want to change the podcast name to The Sacred Symbol. Oh. Oh, snap. Season three. <laughs> name change. <laughs> Not a bad idea. But I don't know, what do you think about that with the idea of the cross being this ultimate symbol of intimacy? No, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. I don't want our listeners to feel like I hate the cross because I don't. <laughs> I, I really think there's a true balance to it. And uh, it, it really is a symbol of relationship. Um, even when you look at it, it's two lines. One is rooted up and down, yeah. and there's another one in relationship with it at the top, holding on. Right. And uh, Romans 5 eight says that, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And so that is a verse that I wanted to, to kind of talk about because it shows that God is the leader in the dance, so to speak. Yeah. You know, he's, he is the passionate pursuer and he made the first move, is constantly pursuing us and is constantly available as well. You know, he desires an intimate and life-giving relationship. Mm-hmm. And so that is all wrapped up in this kind of imagery of the cross. Right. Mm -hmm. So here's our guiding question kind of for our discussion today is, is it possible to get off balance in our relationship with God? Mm -hmm. So what do you think about that? Um, Well, think about like day to day relationships. You can easily get off balance with those. Um, Like a coworker, you have some sort of argument or dispute at work. And now in an instant, you two have like this awkward not like you're out of balance you know or in your marriage or with your friends like in an instant everything can change to being off balance yeah yeah and that's especially true if you're not holding uh holding those big marriage values in place like communication and honesty and if you're not i mean specifically true in a marriage but definitely in the marriage between christ and us Um, If you're not communicating and you're not being honest and you're even hiding part of yourself, then it's really easy to get off kilter, off balance, and um, not even know where you're at with God, Uh, not basing your life off of what Jesus says. Hmm. Yeah, you you said communication between a married couple, which Mm -hmm. you guys happen to be married. Right. What would you say another key marriage quality is for a healthy relationship? Mm-hmm. Intimacy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to find the right word. Intimacy. Love. Okay. <laughs> Intimacy. How so? Uh, well, um, in all aspects. Physically, uh, emotionally, spiritually, being intimate and spending dedicated time with your partner. De- dedicated time yeah would you say vulnerability almost yeah mm-hmm. yeah that's probably more true than um that's probably the truest dang it what are, why are words so hard it's it's early <laughs> it is don't worry early. i gotta say we do pretty good for how early we record this podcast because i think if we would were to do it like mid-afternoon my vocabulary would be a lot better <laughs> um but would you say like intimacy as well as or sorry um um Vulnerability, yeah. as well as communication, could be summed up under that word intimacy. Would that be a correct Absolutely. thought? Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's it's the uncomfortableness that comes with the vulnerability that really bind you together. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You're, I mean, this is maybe too graphic for people, but you're naked with each other in every way, emotionally and <sighs> spiritually and f- physically. <laughs> Right. But you're you're your truest self yeah. when you're in a really close relationship with that like that with someone. Hmm. Now when you apply that to God and us, mm-hmm. how often well, it goes are back... we naked with God? Well <laughs> no, truthfully though, like you go back even to the cross, just like Jake's question, uh, our God was so humble. He was naked and beaten on a cross. Mm. And he was to the lowest point in vulnerability Preach. in a relationship with us. Well, the least we can do is is go back to him in that relationship and be 
uh, open and vulnerable with him. Yeah. The, the least we could do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but why is that so difficult sometimes? I think we just in, in internally cringe away from that closeness mm-hmm. and that uncomfortableness that um, we want our relationship with God to be pretty and picturesque and something that you post on Instagram about, yeah. but in all actuality, it's a really raw, naked, um, just super real thing. Yeah. You know, it comes back to how Adam and Eve responded to their sin. Yeah, it's true. They hid. Mm-hmm. You know, they were shame, full of shame um, and got clothing and or mm-hmm. whatever, the, the leaves that cover themselves up. Heath Adamson has something to say about this out of his, his uh, new book, The Sacred... Uh, sacred Symbols. I was going to say The Sacred Symbols. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it kind of as a way to set perspective in his book, The Sacred Chase, Heath Adamson said, Deuteronomy 7.6 says, The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for his treasured possession. This verse refers to God setting apart a group of people called Israel as his own. 1 Peter 2, 9-10 shows us, in Christ, this is now our identity as well. We are God's treasure. He loves us, not because of what we've done, but because of who he is. Mm-hmm. With this truth in mind, as we look at current reality in life and all that went into bringing us here, sometimes what we think, feel, and experience leads us to a different conclusion. Rather than feeling treasured by God, sometimes we feel forgotten. This occurs when we allow our circumstances to dictate how we perceive God. Mm. And it's so easy to do that. Like, you know, bring it back to the thought of a relationship with someone else. How easy is it to dictate that relationship based on your current circumstances? Mm. Instead of thinking back to the 99 times that you've been faithful and trustworthy and love each other and have seen fruit, you automatically focus on the one time that something is wrong or puts you off balance, you know? That kind of reminds me um, of something that I've learned before with, like, say, an abusive relationship. You know, obviously that's off balance. Yeah. There's not a, there's not a healthy balance in an abusive relationship, whether it be physical, verbal, emotional, you know, whatever, like yeah. that, that kind of idea. Is why does someone stay in an abusive relationship? Is they always compare it to the last compromise. Mm. So as a relationship continues to deteriorate they no longer compare their current reality to what was. They compare it to what just happened. Mm-hmm. So that's almost in a negative way, mm-hmm. um, kind of how we can compare to our current reality. Well, think about Israel too. The, you know, God's chosen people. How many stinking times were they like, ah, God forgot about us. He doesn't care anymore. Build Even though golden calf. It was like, uh, 10 years ago, he just split the sea in half for you. Like, no, no, he's not there anymore. And, you know, I think that becomes easy to do, honestly, because oh, yeah. God is so inconceivable and, and, and we're scared to be naked before him because I think there's culture that influences us, all these things of like, oh, man, God hates me. He's mad at me. I'll never be good enough. You know, whatever those things are that keep people from even being open to God. Mm-hmm. We, we project that onto him without actually knowing who he truly is. And that's kind of a shame. And yeah. I think one of the hardships of ministry in the current church is this these preconceived notions in which we have to battle against all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are maybe some of the other distractions in which we project onto God or like false notions that we could say about him but aren't? First, you reminded me of an old worship song. Do you remember this one's like undescribable, inconceivable? Oh, yeah, dude, that's a banger. I don't remember the rest, but yeah. And is that quote from uh, the Princess Bride? Was like inconceivable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Randy preached a sermon once, and he just kept using that sound bite. <laughs> oh, it was annoying. I don't remember what the sermon was, but I remember the sound bite. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He'll squeeze. Maybe it, it was about inconceivable. That's a good song. Anyways. Yeah, I mean, but but for real, if you listen deeper into that song, it says, like, you've seen the depths of my heart and you love me the same. Hmm. And I mean, I feel like we get uncomfortable even just being alone with ourselves sometimes. Um, that's where we're in a media-driven world where 
it's hard to get a moment of silence. It's hard to be alone with yourself because Mm -hmm. you you make yourself uncomfortable. Um, And just kind of going back to what we were saying before, it's that openness, that honesty that's really makes you want to cringe. Right. But Jesus has seen it all and he still loves you the same. So that's, I mean, just another way of saying like he's, you don't have to be afraid of intimacy Mm -hmm. with him. That's good. That reminds me because something I learned in my life is that even though, you know, you mess up, you screw up, you, you fail the test, God knew you would and still mm-hmm. yet called you, mm-hmm. you know, right? like that's, that's who he is. Right. Like he was already there, you know, he's, he's <laughs> right. at the end, he's at your funeral, he's at your birth right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he sees it all. Yet there's still this, this wonderful picture that is that is given to us of this welcoming relationship yeah and you make a great point abby because you know when you're going through things like depression or death or like real life things you know when you finally put your phone down you know when you finally put your computer down or away and you're alone with your own thoughts Mm -hmm. when your best friend or spouse isn't there and you're dealing with just everything you know are you rooted in a vulnerable, humble, mm-hmm. and pure relationship with God? Yeah. Because that's the only thing that will stand the tests of life. And and that's really the biggest the biggest thing that not a lot of us like to hear. At some point, your faith will be tested. Mm-hmm. You know, it must be. It has to be. Um, at some point, you must be tested by trial, by fire. Yeah. And if your faith is not rooted in that intimate relationship with God, all the compromises you've made to keep God out of the innermost part of your heart will be exposed mm-hmm. and you'll fail. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I've been there, <laughs> right? you know, and that kind of takes us to the question that what keeps a relationship with God in balance? Consistency. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Persistence to, to go to the cross and not just like habits, but like an attitude of, of wanting, uh, of, pers- of pursuing God. Because the deal is, God never stops ever pursuing us. The only time that relationship falls is when we step back into complacency. Mm. Yeah. And there's a lot of people who, who say, oh, I just can't feel God. I can't hear God. Well, when's the last time you actually like made it a true attitude to go after God yourself? Mm. So would you say in some ways it's really your own fault? 100%. He already went the whole... Okay, here here's a illustration. When Dakota and I were dating and we would be in the car kissing, mm. um, he would lean in for a kiss and he'd go the 99% of the way and all I had to do was lean in the last 1% of the way to receive a kiss. Mm-hmm. And I feel like God did that he did the 99 percent of the work he he humbled himself he died on a cross he made that way for us so that we could actually have the communication have the relationship that he made a way for us to have and we just have to lean in that one percent and i know you've said in a past podcast that you hate the term lean in but <laughs> i really Not in different this context. Context. yeah in this, this context yeah <laughs> but i really feel like you actually have to like oh like actually try Mm. to communicate actually try to have that vulnerability that we were talking about and Mm -hmm. like he's given us all the tools he's given us prayer and scripture and other fellow believers to lift us up and podcasts podcasts yeah just (laughs) so many resources so many different ways that we can hear from him uh and communicate with him and i feel like a lot of the times we just don't lean in that last one percent. Yeah. How lame are we? So lame. <laughs> Ever been embarrassed to be human? Like, <laughs> Every day. You know, it brings up kind of a, a uh, not a lot of people like responsibility in the relationship with God. Mm. But w- would you agree with the statement that we are as close to God as we want to be? Mm-hmm. You know, re- truly, like he, he's yeah. gone the 99, he's done everything that, can possibly be yeah. done besides come back <laughs> yeah you know but thank god he hasn't yet but at the same time well and he wicked. did though 
He did come. He did raise from the grave. Okay, yeah, not that's just not in our out. lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> the second coming of Christ is what I was I'm referring to. But he did come back once. That's <laughs> the second time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fun discussion, actually, fun theological discussion that doesn't really matter right now. <laughs> but anyways. <laughs> But it doesn't really. <laughs> uh, you know, but just in every way possible, he has led the way. And we have as much of God as we want. There's um, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. I don't have it written down. But you know, it's that verse that talks about, um, let, Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses, let us throw off every weight that hinders us and the sin that so easily entangles us. And mm-hmm. let us run the race with our eyes fixed on Jesus. Yeah the perfecter of our faith, something like that. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. But in there, there's a, there's a Greek word that's, um, it almost sounds like Afro. Um, but what it entails is this idea of having eyes for no one else, but Jesus. Hmm. It's, it's a fixation of your focus, uh, which should describe our relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Of course, how like in a marriage, you guys agree to have eyes for no one else, but each other. Right. Yep. And the same idea, you talked about our marriage with Christ, and it's so often overlooked in that sense. But in every way possible, that's exactly what it is. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a covenant between you and him. It's, a, it's this, this beautiful agreement to come together, um, which is reflected in a physical marriage. So having eyes for no one else but Jesus, I think, is a great way to stay in balance. Because, again, so many things are, 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 are just um, distracting all mm-hmm. the time all the time you know like we talk about the algorithm on tiktok it's designed to distract you from everything else Mm -hmm. and for you to have digital cocaine (laughs) it it wants you on there as long as possible yeah but it just switches from thing to thing seamlessly you know and if you're if you're involved in media that's a thing you could just constantly Mm -hmm. be sucked into yeah and you there's a balance in all of that right if your eyes are fixed on jesus first and we've said this before as well i believe that you know, there's maybe not, I don't know. Either way, I'm going to say it again. This is for free. You know, there's the, I am second movement, the bracelets, Yeah. you know, which is pretty cool. It's kind of a trendy, popular, uh, Jesus thing. Now I saw a TikTok video actually, this is a positive of TikTok is the guy was kind of bashing it is because if Jesus is first, then, you know, your family's second, your third, you know, then works for whatever. But within that that idea of thinking is God is first but he's not involved in what's second and what's third and what's fourth and what's fifth mm. so he made a circle and wrote God in it and then made a circle around it just like a target and then wrote family and then made another circle himself and so on and so on but so what that means is God is the center of my family God is the center of my self care he's the center of work he's you know he's yeah. the center of jujitsu he's the center of this uh, but it brings him in the middle of everything else, mm-hmm. yet there's still this kind of priority list. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard it described the same way as like, if you have a pie chart of all of the little pieces of your life, all of your priorities, um, and you start cutting it up into like, well, 25% of my focus and my attention is going into my family and 30% is my work. And those are really bad values. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> But you start cutting out all the little pieces and you say, well, where's my God slice? Where's my God piece? Well, God is the filling, that f- the pie filling. Mm. If you're actually making a pie, um, mm-hmm. he's in every single piece and he's actually the most substantial part of every part. Wow. Yeah. Do you have a favorite pie? Uh, blueberry just popped into my head, but I hate blueberry. <laughs> <laughs> Probably like apple i mean apple you yeah. can never go wrong with a nice homemade apple pie pumpkin yeah. Ooh. or huckleberry the seeds the seeds oh, get me. yeah huckleberry seeds see okay i have a bum tooth and i've been really picky about what i can eat oh that sucks because i'm not i'm too stubborn to just eat on one side like i want <laughs> i want the whole thing you know but like dude even even tortillas right now i can't eat it on this molar and I keep going back to the dentist, and he just keeps grinding it down. I'm like, this is not healthy. So I just don't know why I'm talking to you about that. But that pie. <laughs> Thanks, man. I just needed some affirmation. Glad that's off my chest. <laughs> I'm more of like, I, I could go with a peach pie or an apple pie. Yeah. It goes right, like right on. Like, that reminds me of pie. 
but you know, pumpkin pie, chocolate cream pie. Come on, got me a morning. Yeah. <laughs> All that to say, God pie <laughs> on your pie chart. Um, is there anything else that you think of when you think of how your relationship with God stays in balance? Yes. God is always pursuing us 100%. But also, the world is trying to bring us down and suck us into this laziness 100%. And going back to, like, TikTok's out to get you kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Think about PlayStation, okay? I think I showed you this video. Recently, there have been a ton of updates to games, like especially since the PS5 is coming out this year. But to a point where they're like, these non-essential updates every week, another gigabyte, another gigabyte, another gigabyte, to where you're having to uninstall other games because, and it might be a little bit of a conspiracy theory, but... Which you're a sucker for. <laughs> I am a sucker for. What's the new Call of Duty game? That's... Um, War- Warzone. War- or is not, well, isn't there a one like above that? Modern Warfare. Modern Warfare. Okay. Yeah. Call of Duty wants you to play only that game and no other game. So they're going to keep updating their file until you don't have enough space on your hard drive for other games. So now all of a sudden in three weeks, you keep updating this game. You have no other games to play and you get sucked into it. Because Call of Duty is a 500 gigabyte download, which takes up your whole thing. <laughs> Pretty much. So all you're left to is Call of Duty and Rocket League. Well, I mean, what other games do you need, honestly? <laughs> but see, that's how they want you to think. It, it is. But that's what the world's doing to our time, you know? They're, they're trying to uh, keep updating our time more and more. Mm. More apps, more everything. And uh, they want you to just be filled so much with this garbage that you don't have time for God anymore. And it's so easy to get sucked into that mentality without knowing it mm-hmm. when you never stop to reflect on your own thoughts. Yeah. You know, you just get, keep going. So maybe a few takeaways within this, this discussion is number one, that God wants a relationship with us mm-hmm. and we can have as much of him or not as we want. And the limits on our relationship with God are on us. You know, like we said just a moment ago, is that we are as close to God as we want to be. Here's my take on balance in our relationship with God. Is let us take on a new attitude that's like, God, I have eyes for nothing else or no one else but you. I want to know you more no matter what, what the cost is. You know, and I know it's up to me to keep in balance a humble surrender to your love. You know, and I will keep the cross balanced in my life. Because it's our responsibility to be poured into, to be involved in a community of believers who are solid in biblical knowledge. And it's our responsibility in the recess of our mind, in the darkest part of our heart, to be vulnerable with God. Because only then do we have true access to what Jesus died for us to have. Mm -hmm. And we've said this over and over before, but I think it gives us the right idea, is that we are to live... In, a, in such a way as where do we make the most of what Jesus did. You know, otherwise we're only scratching the surface of, mm-hmm. of it. And I feel like we, we get saved, we get this hype train of spirituality and the fresh life and this, this, this new chance, you know, the, re, the rebirth. You know, but so often we don't grow from there. Mm-hmm. We just get stuck in that shallow root area. You know, we don't let those roots grow deep into the, the right. darkest part of our heart. Mm. And... You know the, the 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 painful vulnerability it, like aspect that is that is required of a vulnerable relationship, right? What does that look like on a practical basis? You know, we can maybe just kind of share about that, like your relationship with God. What do you do on maybe a day to day basis to stay intimate with Him? Mm. Prayer, lots and lots of prayer. Every every little thing that can remind me to pray will remind me to pray. Mm. Prayer triggers. And, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but then secondly, acting on those notions. Like, not just, oh yeah, th- that'd be nice. Maybe I should pray right now. But just even something small. Okay, for example, yesterday, as I work, there is this really difficult person. And, uh, because of Randy's message on Sunday, every time I saw them call, which was like 
five times in one day. I was like, look, do I have peace, patience, kindness, and <laughs> Just like, whew, I can do this. I can just love, do I peace, patience. Every, every single time, five times. But just like those actions and, and just reminding yourself of like the actual intimate relationship that it encompasses your whole life. It is the filling. It's not just, here's my Jesus box and my work box, but lean into that of every part of your day. That's good. Yeah. What do you do, Abby? So I'm in a different boat than I'm guessing a lot of people and probably a lot of your listeners. Um, I am a stay-at-home mom. So you'd think it would be easy and I could just pray all day. Um, and believe me, I am praying all day. Um, <laughs> but it really is just to sustain myself. Um, I Having a little toddler running around that wants to wreak havoc on every little part of your life is insane Mm -hmm. um and so sometimes I have to slip in my spirituality or my relationship with Jesus into those moments um of chaos and of oh my goodness God like I just need you right now uh so sometimes it's just survival mode of just like Jesus I need you right now Mm -hmm. um but other times I just have to like sometimes I'll be reading a book to her and I've heard um one of the another influencers say this she just reads her bible stories to her children and just thanks god that he's so real to our children god Mm. is so real to our children he's so real to us and all of those biblical truths that we're instilling into our children um those are still true for us today so every time that i'm trying to like give those little pieces of jesus to nora in maybe even bite-sized chunks um i have to take a little bit for myself too um, cause sometimes it's really easy to get lost in the chaos and the craziness, but, um, and then another part of that with being stay at home with having a child glued to me 24 seven is just kind of finding those moments away, like just finding a time in the shower where I can just be with God or, mm-hmm. um, waking up early, which I am horrible at doing, but the moments when I do wake up early in the morning and just get my prayer time, my Jesus Bible time, mm-hmm. my whole life is just, like, different that day. Mm-hmm. Like, it really sets the tone. So just starting out strong with that or just making sure that I get moments away changes everything. You know, you said starting out strong. That's a good way to think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because it doesn't take a whole lot to make your day better. Right? Yeah. You know, and that's not the goal, obviously. That's like a byproduct of a deeper relationship with God. It's like, God, give me a great day today. How often do we replace him with just, I want a good day? It just kind of popped in my head, actually. There you go. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And, you know, the we've talked about this before as well, is is our relationship with God in the mundane parts of the day. Yeah. You know, whether it be the shower, the dishes, or mopping, you know, like going to the grocery store. You know, those moments matter. And they, the mundane compounds, and I think either gives us that good day or the bad day, or the intimate relationship with God or not, is are we welcoming him into the mundane, you know, rather than the big spiritual moments of the day, right. you know, but just the, the, the simple aspect of saying, all right, God, I give you the parking spot at Walmart. Yeah, that's right. I give you the checkout line. <laughs> I give but you for the, real, you know, <laughs> I told my grandma, I said, every time I go to Walmart, I pray that God would give me a good spot. And I always have like the first spot closest mm, to the that's door. That's awesome. Every time. <laughs> it's unreal. So stay in balance in a relationship with God. And if you aren't balanced, get in balance. Mm-hmm. Wait, get balanced. <laughs> well, okay. Weird word. I don't know how to use it in a sentence. <laughs> Conjugation's messing me up. But have eyes for no one else but Jesus. If you start there, that's a, dog. that's a fun sound. Is that a dog or is no, that your daughter? No, that's our kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when did you get a dog? Um, <clears throat> so with that in mind, Abby, we have probably the most important question of the entire podcast. Do you love chicken wings but are tired of the same old mediocre standard of wing sauce? Step up your wing game with Wingredient. From 11 different flavors to choose from, their award-winning wing sauce mix is sure to delight your taste buds. It can be used on everything from wings to sushi and is customizable to your palate. 
With every purchase made between now and episode 18, Wing Greeting is donating $5 to Convoy of Hope. Support this great cause and get some amazing wing sauce while you're at it. Order today for your party at home or your restaurant. Experience what everyone is raving about. Winggredient.com. Award-winning sauce and rub for wings and grub. What would be your walkout song? And his name is John C. Okay, I put a lot of thought into this. And it would be Take a Chance by Ava. Because, I mean, for real, I'm just here. If I'm walking out into a fight, I'm just here for a good time. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that song really encapsulates that. That it's just like, yeah, I'm just here for fun. Like, I really thought you were going to pick an Andy Minio song. No, I mean, that's too simple. I feel like that's not like my life. Uh, it wouldn't encapsulate it. I feel like... If I was to guess what your walkout song would have been, I, I would have said maybe Closed on Sunday. I like Closed on Sunday, yeah. Yeah, that would have been that would have been up there on my, if I was to guess what you would have picked. Yeah, I just feel like that's not me. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I like It's kind of a rap, hype song. Yeah, but, yeah. but it's not, yeah. It's not personal. Yeah. I want something that totally is me instead of something that I like a little bit. Yeah. If you change your mind Take a chance On the first thing in line Honey, I'm still free Take a chance on me If you need me, let me know Gonna be around If you got no place to go When you're feeling down If you're all alone When the pretty birds have flown Honey, I'm still free Take a chance on me A segment that we haven't visited in a minute dakota is our banana split Mm -hmm. so a segment that hasn't come up in a minute but abby do you have an embarrassing story always (laughs) dakota and i have talked before we talk okay we talk a lot but every now and then it comes up that you have like the worst luck i have the absolute (laughs) worst luck well, it's so your, so bad. Your car. Oh yeah. Or I mean, falling down something that never, that, that nobody's ever fallen down before or something. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. for one, I'm a klutz, but number two, like, especially when I drive, like everyone's out to get me. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's no one on the road that isn't trying to hit me. As soon as you enter your car, it turns into like Mad Max or like yeah. Death Race or something. <laughs> Well, and it's crazy, and I'll call Dakota, and I'll be like, you won't believe what just happened. And he's like, yeah, I bet I will, because it's you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but do you have an embarrassing story that would be fun to share? Oh, and, and we've talked before of, like, a lot of times an embarrassing story will make itself known. You'll, you'll have an embarrassing moment, and then you'll block it out. Mm-hmm. And I think you said, like, that's even your... My whole life. You just, yeah. <laughs> You just block out an embarrassing moment because it's easier to live with just not remembering exactly. it. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for understanding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is a moment where I totally forgot it happened until something came up like much later and I remembered it and I'm like, oh, that is the cringiest moment of my life. I was working at City Brew and Billings and it was really, really early. I was an opener, so I had to be there at 5. Uh, we opened officially at 5.30. And just in that, between 5 and 5.30, we, like, the other girl that I would open the store with, we would each make a coffee and we would just sit there and just slowly, slowly wake up as we were opening, turning on machines, making sure everything was cleaned, rinsed out, and prepped for opening. And always the first couple of cars that would come through the drive through between, like, 5.30 and 6 would just get, like half service because because <laughs> we were never fully awake for that mm-hmm. um but this one morning I had made myself a coffee and I was slowly like getting their order put into the computer the other lady was making the drink and they pulled up to the window and I t- took their payment and just said okay here's your coffee have a nice day and I gave out my coffee. No way. And okay, it wasn't even coffee. They had ordered like something with like five shots of espresso, like early morning, like get my morning on. And I was drinking tea. And my my tea was half drinking. Drinking? Drinked. Drunk. Drunk. Drink. <laughs> it was half gone. <laughs> 
Not the size they ordered. They took oh, it my. and they just drove away. When I, did you realize you gave it to him? When the other girl had the drink ready and said, here's that drink, where are they? And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, it was the worst moment of my life. And I was like, I'm getting fired and they're going to call corporate and I should just leave right now. And the other girl was like, ah, I've done worse. I'm like, okay, cool, great. Yeah, thank you. So nothing ever came of it. I'm sure corporate got a call because I don't know how you could drink a tea that's been half drank and... Drink, jumped, and not notice it, but yeah. That's horrible. It was the cringiest that's, moment of my life. Bad. But again, something you block out, you know, to live better. <laughs> True. There was a so last Saturday at work just kind of reminds me of this. Last Saturday at work was probably one of the worst shifts I've had in my entire existence as a food service person. <laughs> oh, it was horrible. It was just like the worst. Nothing went right. Like, I mean, literally, if you name it. like we it, ordered food that night. Yes. I delivered to your house that day. <laughs> it was already going bad. Oh. And oh. then it just got completely worse. So I usually do a pretty good job of, like, self-control and customer service and try to treat people as if they were correct and I'm wrong kind of thing. You know what I mean? Just, like, mm. general man, like, uh, food service stuff. But this lady just, I mean, I lit her up because she was insistent that I was wrong. And I wasn't. And my manager was there too. But Zach, I was Zach, the customer is always right, even when they're wrong. Not this time. <laughs> uh anyways, here's the story. Is basically I delivered food to her house after I delivered food for you guys. And I don't know what was wrong with her order, but she said she didn't get her tamales. Okay. Oh, is that why we had tamales? You guys had them? No. <laughs> I was like, that explains it all. Um, but you know, you always double check the food order. Throw it in the bag. Keep track of what order goes with what. You give it to them, right? I rarely screw up just because I, I'm good at my job, you know? Mm-hmm. But we were busier than butt. And <laughs> I, I get back to the restaurant. They have two orders for me. They're already bagged up. The cooks say they're good. So I'm just, they're already bagged up, tied in little knots. Okay, cool. I'll take your word for it because the, the cooks never bag it up for me. You know, I go through every stupid box, put it in the bag. Boom. Okay, we, we're so good. So it go. has to be right. But I've learned never trust the cooks. So I did. And I think that's what happened. Not to push the buck on somebody else. Everything's ultimately my fault, just like we talked about before. Anyway, so I deliver that food, deliver the other food. So the lady calls back saying, hey, I didn't get my tamales. I didn't answer it. Our hostess did. So she answered it. She's like, okay, this, this. And she's young. She's like 15, you know, 16, whatever. And she's like, okay, so this lady says she doesn't have her tamales, whatever. And she's really upset. Like she's lighting up. Our, our hostess and so I'm like okay just get the address we'll put in two tamales but it's going to take at least an hour for me to get back out there because we were short a waiter and I'm taking tables and we're backed up I mean to go order and deliveries? yeah so like oh, it was a bad day but anyhow it would take at least an hour even to expedite an order because we just have so many tickets going through so she tells her that and she hangs up on her okay so it was like whatever she calls back at like 8 30 we're just about to close. And she says, where's my tamales? And I'm like, what? So I'm like, give me the phone. <laughs> so this lady is like insistent that we said they would be there at eight. And I was standing right next to her and she goes, no. And then she hung up on me. I'm like, you hung up on her. I was heard, you know, like, so I'm just trying to still keep my cool. So anyways, this lady goes, my dad's diabetic and needs food. So this is the embarrassing moment. Oh gosh. As I go, well, I think you have something else for him to eat in the house if it's an emergency. Oh. But she was calling me by my first name. I'm like, what the heck? And so, but I told her, I was like, yeah, you think there'd be something else you'd have in the house? So she goes, my dad needs to eat Zach. (laughs) And I'm like, well, here's what I could do. I'll bring you two tamales right now if you want. Because I'm just so fed up. You know, I'm like, I'll bring you two tamales. She goes, I want you to tear up my check. And I will gladly. And she goes, we're never coming there again. I'm like, that's fine. Like, <laughs> we'll be better off without you anyways. She goes, I want to talk to your manager. And I go, well, she's right here, and she'll say, say the same thing to you. So I give her the phone, same conversation. Um, except my manager was a little less heated than I was. <laughs> anyways, that just kind of reminds me of just, like, food service stuff. And, like, you just screw things up, but then you never really heard back from that person. But, I don't know. It just I, bothers me sometimes. I get yelled at on a daily basis. Are we talking marriage stuff again? Or? Yes. <laughs> Dumb tenant. Tenant stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah. Tell me about it. That's another day. Uh, off balance. <laughs> when you look into it, you gotta look into it. Look uh, into it. I'm when you look into, into it. it. Courageous gentleness. Am I gentle? It's not a question we typically stop to ask ourselves, but God cares about the answer. As author Marianne Froelich points out, gentleness is a fruit of the Holy Spirit that is supposed to mark the words and actions of every Christian. Mm. And as scripture clearly indicates, it's not an absence of strength or determination. Courageous gentleness steers us to evaluate our lives through the lens of the Bible and consider practical ways that gentleness speaks to a watching world. Cultivating it in our lives can transform the relationships with family members, neighbors, coworkers, and even enemies. Courageous gentleness. Mm. Sounds like a book all of us need, huh? It is an overlooked fruit of the spirit. I could probably go on a tangent about gentleness, though. Meekness would probably be another word to throw in there. Are those often interchangeable with the spirit? I feel they could be. Meekness to gentleness, they both... Do you think it deals mainly with, like, having grace with someone else? I'd say grace. Or is it, it like, an attitude that you should always have? A direct byproduct of an intimate relationship with God is gentleness, I would say. Just like love, joy, peace, patience, all those. With that, I I believe a, a definition for meekness is reserved strength or stewarded strength in the form of love. You know what I mean? It's like I have the power to destroy you with my words, <laughs> but I'm going to be meek and controlled. Yeah. I think would be a sure a way to maybe think about it. I don't know. Let us know what you think. Meekness. Of the spirit, which is the word of God. John 3.16, for this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Abby, I just want to say a special thank you for being on our podcast and uh, a special I love you because I do. Aw, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, thanks for being with us this morning. Yeah. Love your insight. Good female perspective. Which we lack. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) So thanks for being with us. Yeah, definitely. Our 80% female listeners still like it. So. Dude, on Spotify, our list, our female, what? <laughs> our listener base is like 80% female on Spotify. There you go. Must be my Vin it's Diesel about voice. to jump up to 90. <laughs> so thanks again. Yeah, definitely. Dakota. Yes, Zach. That is it for this episode. Aww. We want to say thank you to our sponsors and cornermen for making this episode possible. Be sure to stay up to date on all things TFL by following us on all social platforms, and we will catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Season 2 of Cross Choke. It was a blast creating this episode, and we hope you enjoyed listening. Submit any fun questions, inquisitive comments, serious requests, or hilarious stories to tflministries.com slash podcast. Feel free to follow Zach at Andoview and myself at South Friday. Have an amazing day and join us next time on Cross Choke. transition we don't have to say it's time well what am i supposed to say i don't know i just kind of caught you off guard it's time (laughs) so Uh, how about i say uh, no i don't what time is it (laughs) (laughs) that's fine no do you know what time what was that thing at camp 429 yeah no one remembers that yes i only saw the wristband i wasn't even there and i remember it and yeah. I feel like I've asked you that before. Yeah. Okay, so let's all say uh, balance. Okay. It's kind of the only real corny, cringeworthy part of this podcast. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Balance. balance. I missed it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it counts. Yeah. Unless you'd like to do it again. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay, three, two, one. Order today 
for your party or at home. What? <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> Order today for your party. Of course. <clears throat> of course, I do. What? <laughs> it kind of sounded like your voice cracked. Oh. And then I just sounded like a shaggy on, like, a sound like a, helium. Sound like a sure. Much- they have this new thing, helium beer. Okay. You drink it, and then, like, it's like helium infused. And then, like, when you talk, it's like you just breathed in helium. Well, that sounds like a fun time. Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> I had to pick up drinking. All right. Anyways, Want to read number two? Just wing it. <laughs> 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 uh, you can take that to the bank. <laughs> 